0: Our current capability is that we can only go to the moon, I mean, right? So we could not even cross our solar system, I mean, right? So we need a lot of technology, I mean, right? So I think IoT would uh, kind of, you know, uh, helps that way, I mean, right? To free us doing a lot of day-to-day activities ourselves so that we can actually concentrate on um, at least where the human consci- consciousness is required uh, and then work on the technologies for the future generation.
1: Hello, welcome to the episode 19 of the Belk IoT podcast. IoT everything with me, Sai Prakash Bilkeri. In this episode 19, we are going to talk about a lot of things because we have uh, a special guest with us who is kind of, you know, uh, picking up a lot of uh, work for himself and uh, doing is contributing a lot for this space, which is IoT, and which I love and which definitely he loves. And he, he was one of my inspirations to you know, get into IoT. Uh, I, he was uh, my you know, guide in my earlier company. And uh, since then, he always been guiding me with a lot of things. Uh, but however, we lost touch uh, in the recent times. But now, uh, fortunately, I connected back with him. And his name is Sham Madanapalli, uh, who is director at, uh, of IoT group at Entity Data. He heads the whole uh, IoT initiative at Entity Data. Which is one of the top, uh, you know, top, the entity data itself is, uh, you know, one of the top ten uh, companies in Fortune 500. So it's it's he's driving a lot of initiatives in that company. So let's hear from him uh, what he has to say about IoT. But before that, let me welcome him. Thanks a lot, uh, uh, Sham. Uh, how are you doing today? I I know you know you are from Texas, Austin, and uh, it's chilling cold there. So how I, are you sir? Hey.
0: Hey, thanks, Sai. Thanks for uh, having me here. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's cold here, but, you know, things are improving. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. hey, uh, again, I mean, uh, uh, thanks for having me here. And, you know, I want to support guys like you, I mean, very, who are very enthusiastic, you know, and I strongly believe that, you know, uh, you are the kind of the guys who will be able to take uh, this technology to your next level, I mean. So I'm looking forward to having a chat uh, here. Let's get started. Thanks a
1: lot. Thanks a lot. It, it's a, it's my pleasure to have you. So, firstly, you know, why don't you first introduce yourself to my audience? Uh, you know, it, you 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 have to, you have been doing a lot of great work. So, why don't you you yourself introduce my to my audience? That would be great. If you...
0: Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. So again, I mean, right? I'm the um, maybe you know. Uh, I'm the one of the very few uh, networking and communication engineers um, that are working on the um, the next generation internet. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when I say that, what I mean is that I'm the one probably, uh, probably the first one to write uh, an IETF draft from Indian soil. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, so I have uh, eight RFCs. Basically, RFCs are the standards for the internet. Right? Mm-hmm. So I have written eight RFCs and I have um, 18 granted patents on my name. Oh. Right? Um, so I contributed to several standards, um, both at IETF uh, as well as IEEE. Uh, I also uh, worked with the government of India, especially to uh, roll out IPv6 uh, in India, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So my roots to IoT actually comes from my work on IPv6, right? So um, I led the team that developed the world's first IPv6 Logo certified stack. That's when I was working as part of uh, Samsung. Right. Uh So, yeah, so because of that, you know, I I knew um, how the Internet of Things works all the way from applications to kind of networking and to the access technologies and then to a level of, uh, you know, uh, electron. Right. Uh Yeah, that's uh, about my roots to uh, IoT. Right. And uh, you mentioned that currently I work at NTT Data leading the iot business
1: for them wow that's great that's 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 yeah. i so i definitely described you very well you're taking up all you know uh, putting up a lot of work within your basket and you're uh, you know definitely executing them very well so i'll talk up I'll, I'll definitely come back to a few of the points that you mentioned but firstly i would like to understand uh why did you why and where did you fall in
0: love with iot right yeah so again, as I mentioned, right, I am um, a networking guy. Um, throughout my career, I have been working on the networking and communication technologies, right. Um, so when I was working at Samsung, I mean, right, I w- I have given the responsibility of you know working on the technologies for the next generation internet, right. Mm-hmm. So at that time, uh, so we took IPv six, which is the next generation protocol for the internet. So so I led the team that developed the world's first uh, uh, IPv6-certified stack, right? Um, So we were actually working with the government of India. How is that, you know, um, we can bring that to India, right? For example, you know, IPv4 address space is exhausting. I mean, we have very few addresses for India. So hmm. government of India was uh, very keen to roll out IPv6 in India. So I was one of the board members uh, you know, to help the government of India to roll out IPv6, right? Oh, okay. So so we were thinking, what is the killer application for IPv6? Because IPv6 is all about the address space, right? Hmm. We have a large address space. So we were thinking that you know, IPv6 probably will enable connecting things beyond the people which ipv4 has been connecting the people for the for them to communicate and collaborate so as part of that that's where i started exploring i mean what are the um, kind of an applications that we can bring in in the future so mm-hmm. so i started thinking about you know, connecting the things so at that time we used to call it it's a network of things right? yeah yeah so So, that's how uh, kind of, you know, I started. But what I quickly understood is that, you know, IoT is all about solving problems, I mean, right? It's not about technology, I mean. So, Mm -hmm. I found some relationship in terms of, you know, how we as a people live in this universe. Mm. And then how IoT would help, Uh-huh. So, for example, I mean, as a humans, at any point of time, we continuously sense our environment and okay. we build the context and then we take actions based on that context.
1: Uh-huh. Right?
0: So I found that you know, we can actually um, uh, enhance these capabilities using the Internet of Things, wherein the uh, you will be able to be at a remote location and you can still sense the some environment which is f- interest for you, and then you can make decisions, right? So f- for me, IoT is all about how do we apply in our day-to-day um, activities to solve problems. So that's how I actually found that you know, um, IoT is beyond a uh, technology, right? It is all about mm. how do we help the humankind. So that's why mm. I really like you know this technology than anything else that I have ever worked on
1: okay that's great that's great so what what you were mentioning something as next generation internet yes what do you mean by next generation internet so before that what are the problems uh that existed in at that point in that internet like what was the right, main right. mission for the uh next
0: generation internet sure see um the the current internet is based on uh, a protocol called ipv4 right so mm-hmm. it's a layer three uh, networking protocol. Um, see the whole internet um, mm-hmm. works at layer three. I mean, right? We have your five layers, right? The layer three is the networking layer. The internet actually works uh, at the uh, layer three, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, layer four, which is a transport, and five is the application, application. which works at the end. End devices or the hosts, right? Mm-hmm. So the IPv4 has a um, uh, kind of you know 32-bit addresses for the hosts, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, in the world, you can only have like you know two to the power 32 number of devices connected to the internet, right? So mm-hmm. that's uh, that address space is actually exhausting. I mean, in fact, I mean, half of the address space is in US. The rest of the world shares the remaining half. I mean, right? It's <laughs> a very unfair. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So so. For that reason, IETF, which develops the standards for the internet uh, to undertaken a work to develop the next generation um, networking layer protocol, which they called IPv6, right? So IPv6 has the 128-bit address. Basically, you will have two to the power 128 um, devices to be uh, connected to the internet, which means that you can pretty much connect every atom on this earth, I mean, right? It's probably, Whoa. it's a like unlimited address space. So, so when I say next generation internet, that's uh, internet based on IPv6 protocols, right? Uh-huh, so uh-huh, uh-huh. using that, you will be able to connect pretty much any other thing, you know, beyond the human beings, right? So oh, okay. that's why, you know, IPv6 actually make possible the, um, our ability to connect everything, which is the internet of things. Right. So the next generation Internet is all about uh, IoT, right? How do we connect uh, non-living beings over the Internet, let them communicate and see what the possibilities for the humans?
1: wow that's that's huge i mean the so the major hindrance was the amount of devices that can be connected right? that's
0: right that's right oh, Okay. i right. mean iot is all about you know we are talking about billions and trillions of devices to be connected to the internet correct, correct. so which means we need that address space i mean which ipv6 provides
1: mm mm-hmm. that's that's very much true. yeah so also so like the mentioned.
0: underlying um uh, sorry the underlying uh technology for iot is the ipv6 I mean right that is yeah, the yeah. only with ipv6 we will be able to build a, a scalable iot applications in the future mm-hmm.
1: yeah so you also mentioned that you were part of uh, government of you know you part of drafting the policies iot policies for government of india what was that? So, uh, can you yeah. share the light? So,
0: so, so uh, we were actually in a kind of you know um, uh, thinking, right? Um, India is like you know a very special country, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: so, in fact, I was working at I was working with you know at IATF. I mean, so th- we were talking about how India is different, I mean, right? For example, you can take a person uh, overnight and keep in one of the streets in any country. They will never be able to kind of understand which country they are in. But if you are in India, you can simply recognize by looking at the streets and in your environment, you can say that yes, this is in India, yes. right? Yes. So India is very special. So so our problems are maybe very unique, right? And we have always been lacking uh, in the technology so we were thinking that you know india will have a um, lot of opportunities for iot I mean, right and also iot is all about sensing the the physical environment and the actual people so the data is very personal i mean privacy can be an issue right so so the idea of working with the government is that why can't we start working on iot technologies early and let uh, know help the uh, Indian companies or the entrepreneurs to be able to come up with you know, solutions for various local problems right so uh-huh. that's the thought process so as part of that uh, given that I have been already working with the government of India for ipv6 rollout um, so uh, they they kind of you know asked me uh, what what's my thoughts right? Uh-huh. So I actually made a presentations to then that time the uh, communication um, secretary, uh, what okay. we can do, I mean, right? So as uh-huh. part of that, again, I'm an entrepreneurial at my heart,
1: uh-huh. and I
0: wanted to have a policy that can help the uh, the entrepreneurs, right?
1: Uh-huh.
0: So yeah, DIT came up with you know, a center of excellence uh, concept, which they want to kind of you know put five six in India. Wherein they can nurture the entrepreneurs to develop, you know, um, mm-hmm. solutions to the local problems. Okay. So that's the policy uh, that we want mm-hmm.
1: on. Oh, that's great. That's that's huge. Yeah. So you know, uh, so one of the other amazing the works that uh, you worked on is uh, uh, something called as roof computing. So we heard edge computing. We had we heard co- cloud computing. So what exactly <laughs> right. is this roof computing now?
0: Yeah, that's right see, again, I mentioned to you, I'm a networking engineer, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, so remote computing has always been part of my work, right? Even okay. before we called it a cloud computing. I mean, we have always been working on uh, the remote computing, right? Mm-hmm. So um, suddenly sometime in like, you know, um, uh, 2010 and beyond, and everybody used to call they are doing cloud computing, even though they are hosting their website on the uh, uh, a cloud platform. I mean, right? I I always get irritated with that. I mean, what exactly these guys are trying to do? I mean, right? So, and then uh, sometime in 2013 and uh, maybe 14 time frame, suddenly people uh, came up with the fog computing. I mean, so yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. So. Then I think the idea is that, you know, there are clouds, so they are doing cloud computing, I mean, right? Below the cloud, mm. there is a fog, then they wanted to do the fog computing. Mm. Then I was thinking, what is there below the fog? And I wanted to do that computing.
1: Right? <laughs> okay.
0: And I, one day, I mean, I found that we have the roofs, I mean, um, uh, below the fog, I mean. Right?
1: Mm-hmm. In fact,
0: I mean, this is actually a real story. I mean, I was actually um, on top of my apartment complex where we were repairing my uh, dish TV. Then mm-hmm. I looked down. I mean, I saw the uh, fog and then the roofs, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: then I actually contacted IEEE saying that, you know, we will do the roof computing, I mean, right?
1: Oh.
0: Uh, and, uh, <laughs> but they, they really you know, like that, I mean, right? But of course, I did a little bit of research, I mean, right? Mm-hmm. What is this roof, I mean? Actually, I found a very interesting thing, I mean, right? Roofs are part of the human evolution, I mean. They have always okay. been part since from the primitive man, I mean, right? The primitive man was using the caves so that mm-hmm. he can mm-hmm. be uh, secured from the wild animals or the bad weather, I mean, right? Mm-hmm. Roofs evolved uh, along with the humans, I mean, to the current state. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. roofs is the way that you know, we uh, as a family live under right?
1: Uh-huh.
0: And that's how we secure ourselves, right? Uh-huh. Because humans are very weak, right? They cannot just live outside, right? Uh-huh. So, Internet of Things are also the constrained devices, so they cannot put on the Internet directly, right? They can yep. be easily attacked by the large computing devices over the Internet, because uh-huh. IoT devices uh-huh. have small power, battery power, very low bandwidth. So, how uh-huh. do we secure them? I mean, we also probably, I felt that uh, we also need a roof for them, like, a, like the humans, right? So so roof is all about how do we secure the Internet of Things over the Internet, right? Mm-hmm. And also it, in IoT, typically it is not that one device you will have uh, in an environment. Typically, it is a set of devices. They all actually have to collaborate like a family and work mm-hmm. together right? mm-hmm. uh, to uh, kind of you know, fulfill what the IoT application is. Oh. so the roof computing is all about how do we secure how do we enable the collaboration among those devices right so that uh, it will kind of you know um, achieve how the humans behave I mean, right for example oh. as humans right uh, we live and uh, as a family i mean right uh, oh. we secure ourselves under the roof right and okay. we uh, we continue to kind of you know work together
1: Uh, Mm -hmm. as a family
0: to achieve Mm -hmm. something right so i wanted to kind of take those design uh, patterns and apply to the internet of things right Mm -hmm. so again uh, remember that i mean uh, iot we are talking about billions and trillions of devices to be connected and the business also will be in the trillions of dollars so Mm -hmm. it is the biggest thing we will ever be creating i mean right so we need Mm -hmm. a design patterns where do we take from i mean right Probably mm-hmm. humans are the most successful species on at least in the known universe,
1: mm-hmm. so
0: that's how I tried to take the design patterns based on how the humans have evolved as part mm-hmm. of the roof computing. Yeah, so roof computing um, uh, is uh, is a kind of you know, edge computing for the Internet of Things. Um, I say that you know the roof computing is always available to the IoT devices at the next hop. When I say next hop, it's called IP hop uh in um again if the people knows what no know, i internet protocol or ipv6 they understand what is the next hop right so mm-hmm. an assistance to the internet of things is available at the next half, right so that they can securely um, execute their functions
1: oh that's great but how you know uh, explain you know tech explain me technically how you know say, with an example if possible how you know you can layer edge devices uh, and then uh, uh, roof computing, right. fog computing and then cloud computing. What load, right. workload would be divided? How it
0: Yeah, so again, uh, again, let me start, I mean, how humans behave, I mean, right? Okay. So whenever there is a something change happening in the physical environment, uh, we try to react. Sometimes we call it a, you know, knee jerk reactions, right? Mm-hmm. So for that, for example, um, it, it, and the, okay, let me talk another way, I mean, right? Um, so the way uh, humans behave is that, one is that we kind of, you know, uh, do a knee jerk reactions. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, I mean, we we think a little bit, right? And then we take actions, mm-hmm.
1: right? Mm-hmm.
0: At some level, I mean, we actually analyze a lot of data and then we will plan for the future, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I call it like, you know, uh, real time actions, right? And then, uh, kind of you know near real time or for the future, I mean, right? Oh, so so we want to kind of you know bring that uh, concept to the Internet of Things, wherein we say that IoT devices will react, I mean, right? If something is, for example, if the temperature is changing in the physical environment, uh, they react. I mean, probably they kind mm-hmm. of you know send an alarm or switch off the um, uh, maybe if it is a boiler. Mm-hmm. At one level up, which I which I call it a roof computing, wherein we actually build the context, of what is going on in the IoT application environment. And they mm-hmm. and then we take actions, right? So for example, right, if there is a fire, the fire sensor will sense the there is a fire, and then at a roof, right? We actually build a context because this is a fire. Now I need to act so probably you know the roof will switch on the sprinklers right mm. right so the roof is all about how do we kind of you know build the context for the iot application and take real time actions right and the next level is the kind of you know fog wherein it is all about uh, near real time wherein they act look like you know optimization The one level up is the cloud, which where we will have a large amount of data. So you do the analytics over a period of time and you actually come up with the actions for the future. Right? Okay. So that's how the roof, fog and cloud fits. Roof is all about taking real-time actions. Fog is all about how do we take near real-time so that you can optimize the uh, situation rather than Mm. a real-time action. And cloud is all about how do we take you know the future actions based on your ML and other analytics capabilities.
1: That's great. Like you know, uh, definitely uh, the roof computing might be you know kind of a space where uh, it it collaborates with all the different edges out the edge uh, devices that are out there, and then it instructs like you do this thing and you do this thing. Absolutely, that's right. right? Yeah. That's oh, right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So. That's really you know an amazing concept because I never thought about, you know, we usually think that, you know, whenever there is a problem, uh, you know, either the device figures it out by itself or it goes to the cloud and then cloud suggests the device what to do. But yes. this this is very much important in case of some emergency situations, like you said, in in case of some fire, we need to take quick actions and that's when... Now this is yeah. very important. Yeah,
0: yeah. See, sometimes I mean it is a little more complex, you know, to build a context. I mean, right?
1: Mm-hmm. For example,
0: mm-hmm. uh, let's say you have the IoT application deployed at your home. How does the application knows, for example, if a, a robber entered your home versus the mm-hmm. homeowner entered the uh, room? You know, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So so probably you know we have to look at you know data from multiple uh, sensors and then oh. you need to build the context right yeah, so that time typically i mean um, we, we will have a, a, maybe you know five six sensor devices you take the you know uh, input from all of these and then you analyze and you build the context i mean right
1: correct. so
0: for that roof is the uh, kind of you know uh, best place to take uh, the to make that decision and take actions so
1: okay so for the people that uh, who are out there uh, you know figuring out uh, uh, what kind of uh, you know where can you learn more about roof computing it's uh, it's uh, IEEE standard right
0: that's right yeah it's a IEEE standard called p1931.1 yeah okay so I chair that working group yeah
1: oh that's great so you can always reach out to uh, Sham. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they
0: can reach out to uh, me or you know, they can search for uh, you know, uh, IEEE in contact information. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Great.
1: So now, now that you are doing such a great work now, say, for example, if I if I am starting my own IoT initiative tomorrow, what are your suggestions that what is your perception of looking at IoT? How should I look at IoT?
0: and You know
1: how should I venture out in IoT? So, what are your key suggestions? Uh,
0: So, when you say that, is it like you are uh, starting my own company? Oh, you are yeah, right. That's what I want to ask. Yeah. So again, I mean, right. I mentioned that for me, IoT is all about solving problems. Right. Um, That's why probably you know I like it more than anything else. Right. So if you are start, if you are looking at starting a company, I mean, right. Um, I suggest there are kind of, you no know, two paths for the entrepreneurs, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One is that, you know, you try to solve your problem and come up with a solution, right? That's a one path. The other path is about actually providing IoT services, I mean, to the other ah. companies or, you know. Um, so the reason I suggest, you know, these two different paths is that there is a... Um, kind of a you know, lot of scope for the um, kind of, you know, next generation uh, startups in the IoT services as well. I mean, because, see, IoT is uh, you know, is, is a very complex, I mean, right? You
1: mm-hmm, uh, you
0: start from your uh, devices, there is a hardware involved, I mean, there is embedded programming, there is a security aspect, then you have the edge, you know, edge computing, again, the hardware, and the communication between the devices to the edge, and the edge to the cloud. Again, the communication and security and the cloud applications. There are several stakeholders. So if you see this, IoT is all about using every possible technology out there and put into this IoT loop, right? That's what I call you start from the physical world, you sense the data, Uh, Right. And you analyze the data and then see what actions suitable for the environment. You try to take actions in that environment to better it. So that Mm -hmm. loop would continue. Right. Mm -hmm. So so it is a complex for any single company to be able to provide a service. Right. So Mm -hmm. so one stream of the entrepreneurs can pick that and see um, you can actually specialize in one of these areas for iot hmm. applications and then uh, you can do that right hmm. so the other side is about picking a problem uh, and then see how you can apply iot to solve that right hmm. so iot can actually solve pretty much any problem you you i mean i, I don't know whether you remembered i mean uh, during our workshop i asked the teams to pick your own problem right okay, we can yeah. solve that problem right now in the workshop itself right mm-hmm. so so my suggestion is always look at the which stream you want to go just, uh, just, and you just, know, just... if you are going with the uh, kind of a product or solution pick a problem that's that should be a sizable problem right mm-hmm. uh, that should be a sizable problem that you can go uh, with a solution and you can solve and you can make money at right? a exactly. yeah, at high level that's uh, that's what i have unless you have a specific question you know?
1: No, that, that's that's definitely great because uh, the the thought of you know providing IoT as a service is uh, is hugely required because the space itself is too complex for anyone to build their own product. That's like right. say for example, uh, uh, we need uh, uh, we need something called as uh, you know uh, to to detect the theft in home. So everyone cannot like say for example, I keep giving this example about. Uh, Io how in, IoT can be applicable in insurance, okay, insurance industry, and you know insurance industry has all is already having a lot of work to do with, by their by themselves. But if I tell them that you know you need such a, uh, you can use such a technology to you know optimize your risk and uh, reduce the premium and so that you can compete better in the market, that concept itself is very great. But they are not able to implement it because they don't have the access to the technology. When you have access to the technology, <clears throat> say, for example, you have, uh, uh, you know, home insurance. So if you automate a home, you ha- you have all the data that is being generated and you can use the data as a proof uh, to claim something or do yeah. all these things. Right. So yeah. these these kind of services when we provide to, you know, it, it is not only automating the p- person and helping him, but it is also helping him in other ways, like, you know, uh, to claim him an insurance or something like that. Sure. Okay, so this this uh this is these are the added advantage services that anyone can provide.
0: Sure, sure, absolutely. I mean, totally.
1: that. And uh, just to for just for the sake of my audience, uh, the workshop that uh, Sham uh, was referring to was uh, a workshop that was conducted when I was part of Entity Data. So my it was which was my previous company, and uh, uh, I was working as a DevOps engineer there, and uh, I suddenly uh, got a mail saying. Uh, there's an IoT workshop and uh, people can register for it. And I right then registered it. And then I met this uh, fabulous person, Sham Madanpalli, who had, you know, uh, that was only one day workshop. I, I you know, I really, I guess Sham conducts the same workshop for two days or three days, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, but that was a kind of abridged version of uh, work, workshop, but still he uh, explained the concepts. And by the end of the day, we were able to come up with... Uh, you know uh the concept uh, concept for any uh, uh you know we, we were asked to pick problems and then we were able to come up with pro- uh, solutions to that problem by the end of the day being iot as a core technology for that problem so that's that was one of the great learnings when i, I was you know trying to figure out this iot space yeah, sure. thanks to you there for that Sham. Sure. <clears throat> so uh, moving on to our next question uh, uh you know you say uh, i i read one of your articles you keep writing a lot of articles great articles on linkedin so one of that recent articles was around entropy uh, quantum uncertainty god and iot so uh this you know all these words itself are you know totally overwhelming for me but you know uh, i somewhere connected the try to connect the dots and thought that you know uh with iot definitely we will be able to you know come up with uh, god like technology at least because we we uh, we have been seeing all this uh, mythological stories where you know uh, you know we had uh, uh, those uh, you know those uh, mythological characters say it being ram or krishna and all this they had such amazing technologies they used to at the time of war and all these things so uh, you somewhere try were trying to conclude that this is possible with iot and sure. we, we, we might be, you know, uh, uh soon a God-like creatures. So what are your thoughts behind this? Can you explain the whole uh, stream of thoughts there?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I mean, right for that article, my tagline was when I was publishing, uh it is a 10 minute read, but you know, you need next 10 years to learn all these things. Right? Exactly. Um. So. So while I was thinking, um, my thought process was that, you know, how the humans were living before kind of you know, pre-science, uh, it's like, you know, pre-Newton's uh, era, right? And then what happened after the Newton, and then what's happening maybe post-Einstein, I mean, right? Those are the three eras that I tried to understand how the people were behaving, I mean, right? So what we can learn from these uh, time frames, right? And then where do we go from here, right? So, so while I was thinking that and I was thinking, you know, how does um, the technology will help for the humans to kind of, you know, continue evolving, evolving for very, very long periods of time, right? So, the first thing was that, you know, Today, I mean, for most of the um, situations where we will not, we don't have a control, we c- try to rely on God, right? So yeah. I don't know whether uh, God exists or not. That's not the question. The question is, how do we help uh, know, uh, people with the technology, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, for example, in terms of providing safety and you know, security for the women uh, during the nights, I mean, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know... Um, how do we provide um, uh, kind of a you know, comfort that you know they are safe, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I, technologies like IoT would help it, right? Um, the other thing is about you know what what would be the humans' behavior in general, I mean, right? That's where I try to characterize uh, or derive you know what are the typical humans' behavior based on the science, I mean, right? For example, mm-hmm. the entropy, I mean.
1: mm-hmm. so.
0: So, entropy is all about, if there is a possibility of doing something in many different ways, um, the natural process is that, you know, we tend to do that, right? I mean, there is okay. nothing that we can deny it, I mean, right?
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, there is a saying, I mean, right? You cannot escape uh, uh, taxes and your death and entropy, I mean, right? That's what yeah. Einstein uh, said, I mean, right? So. Yeah, entropy will always govern uh, how this universe behaves, I mean, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: so entropy uh, because of entropy, I mean, right? We constantly require somebody guiding us. I mean, so, so then, I was thinking, what is that technology that would help us to guide us or you know, to do better, I mean, right?
1: But what is so, this entropy? When when you say entropy, can you explain that more?
0: Yeah, right. See, um, entropy means. Um, so again, there are many definitions that you know, we can provide it, right? So basically, for example, today, um, we use uh, energy to get the work done, for example, uh, cars, uh, they have the fuel, we burn it, when we burn it, right? Uh, some part of the energy will be wasted, hmm, right, hmm. that goes into the environment. So. Over a period of time, uh, the whole universe will come to same thermal equilibrium. That means there is uh, no energy; you cannot do any work at all, right? Okay. That's one way of defining it. The reason we actually go there because um, uh, the all the matter what which you see right now will actually disintegrate, and then uh, there won't be nothing. There won't be anything in this universe because that is the uh, stable state. Mm-hmm. Um, put it in a different way, I mean, right? um, we can actually define two states uh, for the humans, good and bad, right? Mm-hmm. There are okay. two states, good and bad, and for good, there can be many micro states, that means you know, I can do some good work, I can help somebody, I can give money to somebody, or I uh, donate you know, uh, some food to the people, right? We can do many things to be a girl. Oh. Same thing to do bad. I will also have many options. I mean. hmm. So which one will have more options for me? I mean, right? I, I can actually do bad pretty well than good. I mean because Correct. doing good requires you no know, money, energy. I mean right? My I might have less options. I mean,
1: right?
0: Hmm. So so whenever we have a more options to do something, hmm. uh, the universe actually will go there. I mean the entropy tells hmm. us that. If there is a, even for, um, for example, um, let's say if you don't clean your home, for example, right, it will become a you know, messier I mean, because mm. it will mm. never become you know, clean as, we, as if you don't start cleaning it, right. Mm. It's it's because of entropy, I mean, right. Uh. So things will get worse as the time passes unless you act and then keep it in order, I mean, right. So, okay. what entropy tells is that you know to keep things in order, you need to do take actions, mm-hmm. right? So, so for us uh, humans, I mean, who is that you know that will help us? I mean, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think you know IoT. I mean, again, I mean, we did not talk more about IoT. The sense that for me, IoT is all about building the pervasive computing into this world. I mean, that means. The computing is available everywhere. I mean, in fact, I mean, every object that we around us will will actually have a computing. I mean, right?
1: Mm-hmm. For example,
0: um, our tables, our uh, maybe you know walls, even the uh, toilet, bathrooms, everything will have a computing. Right? Mm-hmm. That's the pervasive computing. Um, so that will help us, you know, to to kind of you know be in the order. Right,
1: mm-hmm. so
0: that you know we continue to do good, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, in this process, it will also kind of you know uh, free us um, uh, from doing you know uh, repetitive actions, right? Mm-hmm. So that we can spend that time developing technologies for the future evolution, so, right? Wow. Yeah. Um, so again, I mean, right, um, the technology that we have is very, very primitive uh, in the cosmic scale. I mean, right. People probably mm. did not understand the, many of the um, people think that you not know, too much technology right now. But I think our technology is very, very uh, tiny at this time. I mean, right. Okay. So, yeah, so we need actually more uh, free time for us you know, to work on technologies. Um, that require us, uh, for at least for the human race, to continue to survive. I mean, right? We have to continue um, kind of an evolving, and then we ultimately have to play a role of God, I mean, right? In the mm-hmm. sense that, you know, for example, in the uh, around two billion years from now, um, the sun life uh, there won't be a sun, I mean, right? Uh, so mm-hmm. where do we live? I mean, right? Mm-hmm. We need to move to the uh, somewhere else in the um, our Milky Way. I mean right mm-hmm. so how do we go there i mean our current capability yeah our current capability is that we can only go to the moon i mean right yeah. so we could not even cross our solar system I mean right
1: mm-hmm. so
0: we need a lot of technology i mean right so i think yeah. iot would uh, kind of you know uh, helps that way i mean right to free us doing a lot of day to day activities ourselves so that we can actually concentrate on um, at least where the human consci- consciousness is required uh, and then work on the technologies for the future generation. Yeah, that's one mm-hmm. aspect. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. again, I mean, I told you, I mean, this is something that we can talk for you know, a very, very long time. I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, entropy is all about um, how, how do we um, behave? And then people have to understand that you know we definitely need to work ourselves or you know, take from help from others, including technology for us to do good.
1: Mm-hmm. That's great. So, you know, how do you think, like you also said, uh, you know, you also br- brought in this concept of quantum uncertainty. So right, right. You, right. you meant to say that, you know, uh, uh, you know the, the, the entropy even applies there, you know, even the atoms behave in such a way. When there right. is you, you were saying that when there is some guidance, they would behave in some manner and there is no guidance. Yeah, right. So how they does this link?
0: Right. See, it actually connects to IoT pretty well, I mean, right? So the way the, the fundamental particles that we are made up of behave is until we actually try to observe them, they won't exist. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, basically, the when when we actually try to observe that if there is an electron exists, then only it will appear. Okay? Otherwise, it won't appear.
1: Right? Then, how is this whole world existing? Yeah,
0: that's, that's, that's the kind of a strange thing, I mean, right? Um, yeah, I mean, the, that, the, the whole thing, um, in fact, I mean, we being made up of these particles, I mean, we shouldn't be behaving very differently from the particles that made up of, but why we actually see the way we see this, I mean, it's a long discussion, but okay. uh, probably we, in the, maybe in the next session, probably we can discuss that.
1: Um, yeah.
0: but, but the important thing is, observation is very, very crucial for the universe to exist the way it is, right? Because okay. observation is not uh, something that you are observing that already exists, Rather, by observing it, you are actually trying to create it. I mean, observer oh. is a part of the whole system, right?
1: Like so, you mean to say now I am looking at you, uh, the, my the front part of my room, so yeah. the the behind part doesn't exist for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, right. The, I mean, the remaining realize, whole
1: world doesn't exist for me. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much true.
0: Right. So what is IoT? I mean, right? IoT is all about, you know, observing a particular environment, right? Mm -hmm. So we want to sense the environment, which essentially means that we are using IoT to observe that environment so that it can actually behave the right way. Right. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So so I see IoT that way. I mean, right. Um, we can actually uh, put IoT technology to make sure that, you know, we are observing the uh, the whole environment, maybe, you no know, cities, homes, right, the whole world, so that you will be able to kind of, you know, um, understand how it behaves, and then you can actually even take actions to see whether you want to improve it, right? So mm-hmm. IoT will act as the observer for us, right? So, mm-hmm. so that you can actually... Um, predict the world much better than leaving it alone.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah, this is, this is like, I am watching some, you know, Christopher Nolan's movie now.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, uh, so, see, science actually gives us, you know, um, a lot of insights into the, uh, the humans and the world and the universe. Right. So for any engineer, I mean, to be able to build, um, technologies are the solutions, they also need to understand uh, the science, right? Mm-hmm. So that we can use those facts. And then, of course, we have to use our wisdom as well uh, and build a technology, I mean, that solves the human problems, I mean, right? Or improves the uh, humans, I mean, right? Mm. So the, so for the engineers, I mean, it is very, very important uh, you know, to understand the science as well, I mean.
1: Yeah, that's, that's really fabulous, like, I mean, (laughs) I even forgot the questions that I have next to ask, you know, after going into this thought process, that's, that's really huge, uh, you know, huge of a technology, and science definitely. So, uh, you know, this is, this is too, you know, a complex topic for me to digest. Yeah, that's right. That's great. So... But, what exactly is it leading us to? You know, if say, for example, someday we have uh, achieved this state, so what would be that? What would that day look like? What is the future of the iot enabled world?
0: Um, yeah, see, I mean, in the uh, kind of you know, uh, I'm hoping we are talking at the human scale, not the cosmic scale, I mean right? Mm-hmm. so, yeah, so the the state, that probably IoT would take us is to the um, the pervasive computing, right? Mm-hmm. What it means is that, you know, most of the things that you use on day-to-day basis will have uh, computing embedded so that they will be assisting you, right? Uh, the applications are the uh, uh, probably you know, numerous, I mean, right? Including... Mm-hmm. Um, Kind of you know um, preventive care, for example, I mean, right? Mm-hmm. So your uh, your clothes or your toilet bowls. I mean, they all will be doing computing. Probably they will be able to detect very very early signs of any problems that you know we might face, right? And then doctors can use that and they can provide uh, you know preventive care, I mean, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: so ultimately, I mean. Um, the IoT will kind of you know assist the humans to be able to take actions that doesn't require the human consciousness, right? Mm. So if, if some decision-making requires the human consciousness, then only you can humans can involve. Beyond that, um, probably IoT will enable the uh, all other actions to be taken, right? Probably mm. that's the state that I see where the IoT would go. And of course, I mean, meanwhile, I mean, it's a lot of opportunity for the businesses to kind of, you know, uh, build various applications, right? Um, so, for example, um, in the healthcare or in the manufacturing vertical or the commercial or the uh, smart cities, smart homes, uh, there are numerous applications that you know, one can develop and scale. I mean. Mm-hmm.
1: But wouldn't that make us lazy?
0: Yeah, I mean that's what I told you. I mean, right? As a humans, um, the st- where we, are, we humans are like a startup in the cosmic scale, right? So we okay. need to. Uh, I told you. I mean, I don't know whether uh, again. I mean, I tend to speak more. Uh, if you see the the way Indian gods they evolve from uh, from a state to the humans, I mean, right? Ultimately. Mm. Um, God finally comes as the human, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. So actually, humans have to so take just, the other way. Just I mean. to
1: mention, mention you know what Shyam is mentioning here. Uh, you know, he is talking about the Dashavatar, which is yeah, exactly, uh, that's right. Uh, you know, for the for the people who are not from India. So uh, in in there's a concept uh, in in India uh, called as Dashavatar, where uh, Lord called Vishnu has taken different forms. Which exactly replicates uh, what uh, uh, Darwin has said, so Charles yeah. Darwin has said, so the human evolution. So he, life, uh, he, he took different forms as a, uh, as a fish first and then a turtle next, well, fish is like underwater and turtle is water and land. And then he took a uh, 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 boar, uh, which is a strongly grounded man and then ad- as a dwarf and then evolved to a human being. So. So that that's what uh,
0: exactly. Sorry, continue. Thanks. Yeah, that's right. So actually, humans will do uh, the other way. I mean, right? Humans have ultimately evolved towards a, a godlike behavior. Right. Mm-hmm. So how do we go do that? I mean, right? For example, I mean, somebody I mean who suddenly comes to Earth, you know, um, right? If they see the aeroplane, I mean, right? They Mm -hmm. think that it is like, you know, pushpak viman, I mean, right? In the uh, uh, epics or mythology kind of, right? So it's like a god-like technology, I mean. Aeroplane is no less than that, right? Mm -hmm. So humans will ultimately will play a role of kind of, you know, god. So that there are many, I mean, again, it's not that we rely on the god. It is like we rely on science and technology to develop such such a way that, you know, the behavior, the outcome is like, you know, God's behavior, right? Uh, So, for example, Mm. simplest example is that if you need a water, right? Even before you ask, you know, a robot can just bring you the water, right? Mm -hmm. So you did not even ask, but, you know, uh, it's like a God giving you that, right? Correct. So so for the humans, I mean, we need a lot of technology. I mean, again, I said at this time, our capability is only to, we can go from Earth to Moon, Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, in the cosmic scale, it is not even kind of an odd dot, right? So our mm. technology is not sufficient enough for I me, mean, right? One day we have to travel outside the solar system. That requires a lot of technology, I mean, right? So this is what I call, I mean, humans are like a startup that haven't even crossed the chasm, right? Mm. It is quite possible that if you don't really develop the technologies, I mean, probably the human race would end, Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when our technology is nothing, I mean, we all have the responsibility to develop more technology that will probably imitate like a God. So, yeah, this is nothing. I mean, uh, only thing is that we need to understand we have a responsibility as the, as a human. Um, so we have to continue to work on it. Uh, don't just be lazy. I mean.
1: Yeah, that's, that's very well said. That's very well said. But, you know, uh, this is the final question that I have. Uh, you know, considering your time constraint. But uh, where do you get such thoughts from?
0: Yeah, uh, how <laughs> so, that's a little bit strange. I mean, see, I'm a kind of a you know, thinker. I mean, right. Um, though I have born in a small village. All right. Um, but somehow I, I have been always thinking. I mean, right. So I try to understand. I mean, why? Uh, why this? Right. Um, So I always Mm -hmm. try to apply why this right? Uh, and then start exploring, I mean, from that to kind of, you know, uh, keep asking that question, I mean, at least maybe, you know, four or five times, each time Mm -hmm. you go to the next level, you again ask. So I always look at, you know, see um, how the things are working right at this time. Right. Mm. And also, I mean, it is very important that we also kind of understand how the fast has been. Right. It is very important to be able to develop any technology for the future. You also need to understand what the fast has been. Right. So Mm. I try to explore uh, both sides. I mean, how the fast has been, probably how the future would be. So given that we are in the middle, what is that we should do to be able to go that future state? Right. Mm. Um, yeah, this is just a thought process, um, so that will actually provide lots of ideas for anybody. I mean, yeah, that's wow. how I kind of uh, keep thinking.
1: That's that's really huge, uh, because <laughs> yeah. you know uh, that, that uh, you know as even uh, great people said, uh, you know, even Abdul Kalam said, uh, Einstein said, keep questioning, and uh, yeah. that will generate uh, good things. That will yield to definitely a great things. Sure. Uh, thanks a lot for le- leaving us with uh, such a great idea. It it was, you know, I am damn sure this would be the, this is the best episode that I ever had on my podcast. I'm, you know, I can say it right away. This, when it goes out, people will, you know, uh, definitely come back to me with a great feedback. I'm sure about this. Right. Thanks a lot for your time, Sham. And uh, oh, I, I, thanks, I really want you to come back on my episode sometime again and share, okay. uh, you know, the remaining part that you have.
0: Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, again, I mean, thanks, Sai. I mean, again, I said, um, people like you are the uh, are the ones who should take this you know, to the next level. Uh, all the best for you, amen I Thanks a lot.
1: All right, that brings us to the end of this podcast episode, and I really hope you liked it. If you did like that, uh, do let me know. I'll be waiting for your feedback. Uh, you can connect with me on Twitter, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Uh, I'll link my all my handles below in the show notes and also uh, the article that shamadhan palli was talking about that he wrote on linkedin i link that also in the show notes please make sure you read that article it's one of the best things that i've ever read so please make sure you read read that and until next time keep doing awesome as always and i'll see you next saturday as always